Welcome to the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood. And on this podcast, we take a deep dive into medical sales and in particular, orthopedic medical sales, where I do my best to share with you everything that I have learned up to this point and document really the day-to-day sales calls and meetings and interactions I'm having so that you can learn from my experiences and hopefully help you become more successful in your career as well. So without any further ado, please enjoy today's podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And this is Colby Wood. And I wanted to start with a quick story because it's kind of funny. Um, looking back on myself as a student and uh, in how I handled myself in college growing up through, um, you know, through my four, five years of college, um, you know, the, there's a couple of kind of funny stories that I wanted to share with you. And I hope that they're enlightening for you. So my freshman year of college, I was taking, uh, psych 101 or psych 111, whatever that one, whatever that course was, uh, the introductory psychology course. And it was a big lecture hall, probably 300 or 400 students in this lecture hall. And I was in it with a couple of buddies of mine in this course. And kind of funny story. First year of college. Um, I was not a good student. I just didn't value my education. I don't think I'm, I'm certainly not the smartest person in the world. I don't think I'm the dumbest either. I'm probably somewhere in the middle, but, uh, I did not. Everybody says, you know, you need to apply yourself. I certainly did not apply myself in school. Uh, I didn't value it. I was there strictly to, to be an athlete and try to do that. Um, my freshman year of college, I did not buy one book the entire first year of college because I flat out wasn't going to read them and I didn't want to spend the money on them. And so I'm in this psychology 101 or 111 course with my buddies. And I remember the first exam is coming up. And so I'm studying with this buddy of mine, um, you know, trying to put in work, trying to actually put some effort forward and, and to do well in this course. And I remember studying what I thought at the time was quite a bit. And I ended up taking that first exam and I got a, I I believe it was a 78%. It was a C. I got a C on the first exam. And I was candidly frustrated and annoyed that in my mind, I had put in a lot of work studying and the best I was going to do was get a C in that class or at least on that exam. And so the second exam, you know, the time between the first and the second exam, I really put very little time into studying because I was, you know, young and ignorant and stupid and living up the college life and not focused on taking care of my academics. And I go into the second exam having not studied much. And so we're sitting down myself and two other buddies of mine and they've got because because we're in like a 300 person lecture hall each exam is a little bit different where they have like five versions of the exam, right? So you've got exam one, two, three, four, five. They move the cut, the questions around, they move the answers around so that you can't copy and cheat. Well, I'm sitting all the way on the left and I've got my two other buddies to the right of me and they pass out the exams and my buddy in the middle, uh, immediately to the right of me whispers to my ear that, Hey, you've got the same exam as our other buddy 
on the other side of him. So what what this buddy of mine in the middle said is that I've got the same exam as as my other buddy that was two people over to the right. I'm like, well, this is perfect. You know, God must love me today. And so, <laughs> and so I, you know, I start taking the exam and answering some of the questions myself. But in all reality, I'm, I'm taking a peek over over at his exam, looking at it. And, uh, you know, this, this kid was smart. He's, uh, he's actually in medical school right now. Um, so he, he was a smart kid. And so I'm, I'm looking over and stealing a couple of his questions, uh, or a couple of his answers and ended up, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you how much of the exam, like what percentage I copied, but it was definitely the majority of the exam I, I took right from him because I thought that we had the same exam. And so I, we leave the lecture hall and we leave the exam and I turn to my buddy. I'm like, Hey man, thanks. I appreciate that. You know, you certainly helped me out on that exam. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, we had the, we had the same exam. And he's like, no, we didn't. And so my middle buddy, I turned to, I'm like, are you freaking serious? Cause he told me I had the same exam as our other buddy. And in reality, uh, I didn't. And so I immediately, I've got anxiety. I start sweating. I'm like, I'm going to get found out. They're going to find out that I cheated and I'm going to get kicked out of school. I'm no longer going to be able to play sports. You know, I, I'm freaking out, right? Now, long story short, I didn't get kicked out. So, um, right, wrong, or indifferent, nobody ever found out that I had cheated on that exam. Uh, or at least it didn't come back to me that it, that they had. And the other thing that I found out is that when we got our grades back, I got a C on the exam. <laughs> I got a C on an exam that I copied the wrong exam on. <clears throat> I copied my buddy's exam, the answers to his exam, and he had a different exam than I had. And so I walk out of the class. Well, I don't walk out of the class, but I, I end up getting a C on the second one. And so <laughs> my first exam, I got a C when I actually studied or thought I had put in some time studying. And the second one, when I cheated, taking the wrong exam, I also got a C. So that, uh, that shook me up for a period of time. And that's been really illustrative and useful for me as I've gone into my career. Because I, I was not a good student. You know, I, uh, when I finished up college, I actually ended college with a 2.45 GPA. A 2.45. I clearly was not the smartest guy in the room. I clearly was not the hardest working in school. And uh, to this day, you know, I'm somewhat embarrassed about the 2.45 GPA. But at the same time, what I would share with you is that, like, it really doesn't matter at this point. You know, that nobody in my outside of the first job that I took uh, in medical sales when I got when I started with Arthrex. Nobody since then has ever asked for my GPA. Nobody's asked for my, um, for how I did in college. They just want to know, number one, did I graduate? But number two, when I'm in front of them interviewing, am I impressive to them? Can I communicate that this guy's probably going to be a good salesperson? This guy's probably going to be a trustworthy guy. He's probably going to work hard. It doesn't matter 
that I had, that I had a 2.45 GPA in college. It doesn't matter in all reality that I cheated on that second exam. You know, I got away with it, but it doesn't make it the right thing to do. And what I've taken from that is when it comes to career and business, you've got to take things serious, seriously. If you're trying to skate by doing the minimum and you're trying to find the avenue or the the shortcut to get where you want to go, it might work in the short term, but that's never that's never a good game plan long term. If you want to make medical sales your career and you want to be the best of the best in our industry and what we do, you can't take shortcuts. You can't try to find the the avenue in. You can't, you've got to invest in your career up front. You got to invest and put in the time and, and put in the work to become great at what you do, to stand out, to study, to learn, to do those things you need to do to become great. You know, there's no shortcut to learning the material. There's no shortcut to going and knocking on doors. You can, sure, you can listen to somebody else and you can take advice from somebody else and you can read a book. And you can get an idea of what it is you're supposed to do when you go knock on somebody's door. But it is not even in the ballpark the same thing of knowing what you should do when you go knock on somebody's door and going and knocking on somebody's door. It is a totally different experience. And there's no way to get through that and to push through that without actually doing it. And so what I what I want you to, at a minimum, take away from this episode is number one, if you're in college or you're right out of college, understand that what you did in college, whether you're a good student or a bad student has nothing to do in all reality with if you are going to be good in medical sales. When I hire people, I don't care what their college GPA was. I don't care what they really studied in college. I mean, I may ask them what they studied if it's relevant, but ultimately the intangibles are what I'm looking for. And the knowledge that they have today is what I'm looking for. Nobody cares what happened five, 10 years ago. We were all idiots when we were in college. We all wish we could go back and do things differently. That's fine. There's no way for us to be able to do that. So what I've got to do as a hiring manager or somebody that's actually going to be hiring new salespeople is do they have the intangibles that I'm looking for? And what do they know about our industry right now that will help me, that will help them get up to speed more quickly? Because I think those, in my mind, those are the two things, at least when I'm looking to hire somebody, those are two of the fundamental things that I'm looking for. Number one, do I trust that they have the intangibles that really can't be taught? Are they hungry? Are they, are they going to follow up with me? Are they going to put in the work? Can I trust them when, I, when I'm not right on top of them looking over their shoulder? All those intangibles, you, you just kind of have to get a feel for. But the other part of it is, what do they know about our industry now? And what have they learned up to this point that tells me that they're going to put in the work when we hire them? Right? Because that's all that matters. Nobody cares what happened in college. I don't care if you cheated on a test. I don't care what your GPA was. You don't even, like, I would actually be more concerned about somebody that has a super high GPA. Because they might actually be too... Uh, how, how would I say this? They might actually be too smart in some ways. They might be too um, cerebral 
if I can use that word, that's, I don't really want to use it, but I'm going to use it anyways. They might be too cerebral, meaning that they're, they might be somebody that is so in their head and so smart, but that they're going to overthink what they're doing. So much of our job is a blend of thinking and doing, but certainly in my mind, the majority of, if we were to weight that out as, as a percentage, the majority of your time and your effort and your energy should be focused on doing more than thinking. Because most people struggle or most people don't have success, not for a lack of mental ability, but for a lack of not physically going out and doing the things that they need need to do. And so when you are sitting in your interview or when you are reaching out to a recruiter, when you're trying to get that job in medical sales, don't worry about anything that happened in the past. Don't worry about, hey, my background doesn't match with medical sales. Or I haven't sold anything, but I've got a medical background. Or I don't have either. That's fine. What they want to know is, number one, is this person, do they have the intangibles that I'm looking for? So are they following up with me? Are they finding creative ways to get in front of me if I don't respond to them? Are they looking for other avenues to get in touch with me to where it doesn't feel like they're just, hey, call me back. Hey, call me back. Hey, can we set up a meeting? You can't, you can't do that a thousand times in a row. You've got to get creative with how you follow up with these people, with these recruiters or with these hiring managers. And then number two, when I, when I sit in front of them, am I able to communicate my skill sets both now and in the future? And am I able to communicate and put on paper for them how it is that I can show I am going to be worth their investment? That's really what it comes down to. And so if you are, if you're looking for that job, if you're, if you're pursuing a job in medical sales, remember that and take that to heart that don't, don't allow anything that happened in your past life, distract you from what you're going to try to do today and what you're going to, what you're going to be able to do for the company that you're hiring with. Just focus on communicating here. This is how I'm going to get, get you results. This is why I'm a good candidate. Okay. Uh, I hope that was helpful for you guys. Thank you for listening. And we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And as you know, we give all of our content and training away for free. So it would really mean a lot to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you thought that this episode in particular was helpful, consider sending it to somebody you know who you think could benefit as well. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.